Hi there. This is Paul Mackey and Idjit, a.k.a. the man of two and a half voices. Today we'll wrap up the 13-episode mid-season replacement show, That 80s Show, and then look to what comes next for the podcast. Let's look, then, at the episode Sophia's Depressed. Corey is awakened by Tuesday at her place, and shortly thereafter by her roommate blasting loud music. Her place has the look of a squat, or an unlicensed rental. At permanent record, the store has been partially wrecked by an electrical fire. Katie gets a package at the house, and it turns out to be a fondue-set wedding present from Owen's commanding officer. It turns out Owen let his shipmates think they got married, even though she actually declined his proposal. Roger asks Corey what Tuesday's place is like, and it turns out he hates it. Patty comes down for her coffee and meets R.T. When she leaves, R.T. reveals to Corey that he thinks he, quote, had her once. At the store, Margaret has hired a former roadie friend to renovate and repair after the fire. Zeke is played by John Taylor, bassist from Duran Duran. It seems that Zeke and Margaret had a thing going back in the day. Corey suggests Tuesday stay over at his house, and they have a bit of a spat because Tuesday senses he doesn't like the place. They wind up agreeing they will stay at their own respective places this time. Tuesday talks to Margaret, saying she's scared of what she might become if she gets used to the more comfortable lifestyle. At the club, to strains of Duran Duran, a very dressed-down Sophia pounds drinks, and Corey notices. He asks her what's wrong, but she says nothing. Roger feels like Patty is using him for sex, and while he complains, he's not totally against it. Tuesday shows up, toothbrush in hand, ready for a night at Corey's, but when they get there, they are confronted by all the nice, normal domestic life. Late that night, Tuesday tries to slip out of the house, but is spotted by Katie, who is sleeping on the couch to stay away from Owen due to the whole marriage lie argument. In the kitchen, they run into Patty, looking for ice, and then Sophia is at the door. It turns out Sophia is depressed because her sister is getting married before her. I'm wondering if the network dialed back the bisexual crush storyline, and not for the actual reason that it was problematic. They go to Tuesday's place because all the bars are closed. Later, all the guys ponder where the women have all gone. Sophia continues to be down and calls Tuesday's place a dump, which Tuesday takes as a compliment. The renovation at the store is progressing, but when Margaret considers the prospect of installing a waterfall, she decides a fling in San Francisco with Zeke sounds like a more appealing use of the rest of the insurance money. The women all commiserate on relationships and families. Katie talks about how her parents used to be before the divorce and how her dad slept around, when Patty reveals she thinks she slept with R.T. at some point. The point being, their family isn't as perfect as Tuesday thinks. They all go back to the house, and happily ever after. The high point, more great stuff from the characters, everyone gets to go off happy, which is the least we can do knowing that it's all over. The low point, I know what they were going for with audience recognizable music, but is a 1984 West Coast punk who probably listens to Black Flag or the Circle Jerks really going to wake up pumping Twisted Sister? I'm not here to gatekeep on punk's behalf, but I found it far-fetched. Who won, who lost? Well, everyone wins. They certainly weren't going for a cliffhanger to get the show saved. Is it an anachronism? This is kind of an anachronism, just not the kind I usually look for. Owen is depressed about the cancellation of MASH. However, the final episode of MASH aired over a year prior to the setting of this episode, February 28th, 1983. More traditionally anachronistic, the Garfield window doll that Tuesday jokes Patty resembles was not introduced until 1987. So what worked? What was a story about people? 
And the stunt casting was far from obvious. I'm sure a lot of people didn't even know that was him. Why did it suck? It didn't suck. And once again, that wistful note was there. This was definitely the last show they'd be making, and I think they knew it. Altogether, it was the ratings that did in the show. Fox definitely gave it more of a chance than some other series, like Firefly, Wonderfalls, or Drive. I suspect audience didn't wind up liking the characters, and while it was nostalgic for a prior decade, I don't think there was as much of an intense nostalgia for the 80s as there was for the 70s. Demographically, I guess that makes sense. The number of people nostalgic for the 70s was larger than the number of people nostalgic for the 80s, and for some reason the kitsch of the 70s was far more wildly re-embraced than the 80s trends, even now with the popularity of Stranger Things these days. Going forward, I think I'm going to start out producing a weekly episode and see if I want to ramp up to more episodes than that. I know now, obviously, that I'm capable of daily output, so I wouldn't be surprised if I ramp up to more than one a week. I also have to get scheduling back on track at Idjicast, but of course that involves more than just my personal schedule. So, I've decided to do two series going forward that involve different interests of mine. I'm going to look at one series that is more or less fresh and one older. So, the next Media Watch episodes will cover the first episode of Marvel What If on Disney+, likely followed with other Marvel series, though not necessarily immediately. And the other show will be Roswell, from 1999, available in the U.S. on Hulu and with ads on Tubi. I'm not sure what platforms carry Roswell in other countries or if Tubi works worldwide. In any case, I need to get started before I will know the exact plan. I may be doing both shows back-to-back on each episode of One Idiot's Thoughts, or I might alternate between the shows. Tomorrow. I was working on Dog Days approached as a 30-day podcast challenge, but August has that 31st day that comes tomorrow. I think I have a bit of bonus content in mind closely related to things from the last 30 days, and I'm pretty sure I have the energy to make a 31st Dog Days episode. So until then, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Happy hunting! You have been listening to the One Idiot's Thoughts On podcast, produced by Paul Mackey in association with QuadrupleZ.com. Theme music is Too Good by Jack Mangan and is used by permission from him. If you would like to hear other podcasts by me, you might try The Ghostlight Podcast, a completed intro cast about the TV series Slings and Arrows, or Idgetcast, an intro cast for the TV series Supernatural. Both can be found on fine podcasting listening software everywhere or at quadruplez.com. Not this time, but so I-